this is going to be a very tough show for me. Might get a bit emotional, but that's okay. I'm not afraid to go there with this documentary. Bringing out a lot of emotion in me, um, it just has. American Murder by Netflix, done not too long ago. This will most likely be the final episode of this series. So here we go, talking about a lot of sensitive subjects around this story. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, uh, going on this journey with me. Uh, It's been a very personal journey for me. It's been riveting, interesting, heart-wrenching, interesting, uh, like I said, rabbit holes. Um, It's just been a fascinating ride. Um, So thank you for joining me. And I hope you sit back, relax, if you can, and enjoy the actor's room. My name's Jeff Tarowski. Here we go. Okay, we're going to start this episode off with a couple of points that I want to sort of touch on and just get out of the way. Point number one, narcissism. In this story, this word, this term, definition has been really discussed. Um, Was Chris narcissistic? Was Shanann narcissistic? Was Cindy Right, so on. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody that walks on this planet has some sort of level of narcissism. You have it, I have it. It's almost a good thing. You should. It shows self consciousness. You should have a little bit of confidence in yourself and want to feel good about yourself. So, yes. Shanann was narcissistic, and so was Chris. But there are levels of narcissism that exist in our society. And it is of my firm belief that Chris was less narcissistic than Shanann. Uh, Look at the way they lived, each of them. Their mannerisms, the way they presented themselves. Uh, Chris didn't need to dress up. Shanann did. Chris didn't need to be all over social media. Shanann did. So is it just being one way or another with the sexes where a woman finds it easier to display herself on social media in front of the world where a man doesn't? Okay, I could buy that argument. But in this case, when I look at these two people and which one was more narcissistic Do you agree with me and say that Shanann was more than Chris? And it's incredible to me, doing all the research I've done, most will say, or are the opinion of, that Chris was definitely a narcissist. Look at what he ended up doing. And like I said before, 
He had a bit of narcissism in him. And when he had this dark secret, this dark passenger with him, it gave him even more of a drive near the end of Shanann's life to do what he did. And I will explain that in about an hour. (laughs) We'll get there. But I wanted to point out this narcissism thing. It's a big deal, I guess. We got to touch on NK. And I know some of you just now cringed. NK meaning Nicole Kessinger. We're just going to touch on her a bit in the beginning and then again at the end. But first off, I just want to get this out of the way. Nicole Kessinger, no matter what you think of her, okay, she was the mistress. So right off the bat, she's not that likable. Chris cheated. And he cheated on Shanann with Nicole. So, unlikable, correct? I want to squash this rumor, this huge, fantastic rumor that many people believe with all of their hearts that Nicole Kessinger had a big role in the deaths. I say... Take a deep breath, take a step back, and really think about it. These wild accusations, right? All these YouTube channels I listen to uh, talk about this case and have been talking about it for years. It's that deep, but they do it for a reason, folks. These channels, they concentrate on pretty much just one story. Is to bleed it dry, yes. To keep their... Listeners tuned in with new information. They're draining it and coming up with all of these wild accusations because if it is possible, right, if something seems possible, they'll rip it apart. They'll say, well, it's it's possible. And I'm telling you, and this is, of course, just my opinion, folks. My opinion, not fact, just me. And through all of my training, Going through college, uh, going through acting school, learning about behavior, learning about uh, emotion, and just watching people, studying them, learning about that behavior. They also try to tell us, going through our journey, to keep it as simple as possible because Most of the time, it really is that simple. Don't look too far ahead. You'll get lost. And you don't want to wander too far away. Mind you, there are specific aspects of this story that just don't make sense. And they never will. And maybe just a few of them are true. For the most part, what you see, okay... Is what you get. And although you can't completely trust Christopher Watts. And you can't. There are some of the things that he has said that are true. And it's more simple than you think. Nicole Kessinger had nothing to do with the deaths of the Watts family. Now, she was a player. (laughs) 
She played. <laughs> she played with Chris, no doubt. Three, four times a day is the rumor with that one. Oh, Chris. <laughs> oh, Chrissy. Whew. You sex animal, you. Her phone pinged near the house that morning. You cannot trust that, by the way. This whole pinging thing where it has to go in like triangulation with certain towers and all that shit. Don't believe it. Although there are questions about that night or that morning surrounding Nicole Kessinger and Chris Watts. There was already fishy things going on anyway. So you can't really trust anything with that. Okay. Nicole had nothing to do with the deaths. As far as being there. She wasn't there. That's my opinion. It's simple. It's more simple than you think. Because it comes right down to this with Nicole Kessinger. And then we're going to move on to the next point. People will say she's so shady in the interviews with the cops. Why did she delete all of her text messages? Because she was scared, folks. Wouldn't you be? And she may be off in her own way. And she is. Aren't we all? She was having an affair with a man. Okay, that was not all there. Never was. She got caught up in it, got too far in, and didn't know she was involved with a monster or a man that allowed his monster to come out. Now, she had a hand in helping that monster come out, but so did Shanann. So so did Cindy. So did all the other circumstances we're going to talk about today. Nicole did have a hand in that. Oh, yeah. But the cops would have definitely prosecuted her if she had any involvement. And although she deleted those text messages to just rid herself of Christopher Watts and what he did. The cops, they can get to those text messages. You can never delete a text message all the way gone. There's always a way to find them. So if there was any suspicious activity involving texts, phone calls, whatever, the cops always have a way of uncovering that information. And if they would have found something... In any way, she would have been brought down. No doubt about it in my mind. I know it's tempting to condemn her. Oh, isn't it? Oh, yeah. If, if I felt that she did have anything to do with it, I would tell you. I would. I would get that vibe. Although I don't like Nicole Kessinger at all. Okay. She was messing around with a married man. Go find your own man. Nicole. What the hell? I don't like her at all. Zero. Nicole Kessinger. I think you're scum. She was looking for wedding dresses. And she she loved Chris. She could deny it. And she lied a lot in her confessions or interview. Whatever, not confession. Her interview, she lied a few times. Because she was scared. She was trying to cover shit up. I get it. 
but you're a liar, you're a cheater, and you just sicken me, Nicole Kessinger. And that's not her name anymore. Because of what happened, she moved away, I guess, changed her name. So she's living a different life. I didn't want to go that far with Kessinger in the beginning because I think we may talk about her again, but we may not. I talked a lot about her just now. I wonder how many people out there are looking into their device right now and going, Jeff, you are completely wrong. (laughs) Nicole Kessinger might have been in the house (laughs) that night. She might have been involved in killing one of the kids or something. Or Shanann. And Chris is just being a nice guy and covering up for her. Get the fuck out of here. Hey. Chris is that nice? He is just that nice of a guy. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. Yeah, keep trying. I, and it, Like I've said before, I don't mean to talk down to you. I'm very passionate about my viewpoints on this damn thing. And I get very emotional about it. And I get loud. Sorry. We're going to move on to another point. <laughs> We're trying to brush that one off. Yeah. We're going to slam down on the actor's table. Right there. The actor's table. All right. Make my point. (laughs) Oh, shit. What's next? Oh, yeah. This one. Premeditation. Another big question in this whole thing, right? Was it premeditated? Or did he just snap like that? Really think about it now. Really think about it. Did Chris plan this out or did he sometime during the day go, I don't want Shanann to be alive anymore and I'm going to kill her tonight? Or did Shanann walk in at two o'clock in the morning that night, Chris and her had a fight and in said fight, he loses it and kills her. I will give my theory at the end. But was it premeditated? Fuck yeah. And we'll stop with that point right now and move on to something else. Another bullet point here. Oh, I think I even mentioned this, the wild accusations. All these wild accusations, it's so easy to do with this story. And all the other stories that I've heard surrounding this whole thing. Um, The one that gets me. Above all of them. This one just intrigues me the most. That Shanann was the one that killed the kids. Chris loses it and then kills Shanann. That was the original confession of Chris Watts sitting in the interrogation room at the police station. You can watch it, and I'm sure most of you have. The detectives mention. To Chris. That we believe that Shanann might have killed the kids. And you just sort of lost your mind. And Chris just sort of went with that. In the first confession. Shanann Watts might be a lot of things. But there's one thing she's definitely not. She is not the killer of her children. Chris Watts is. Shanann is not. That's what I believe. 
And I think it's quite silly to think that she did because of everything that happened after that. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Actors Room. My name is Jeff Tarowski. We talk about actors. We talk about movies. And we also talk about, that's right, documentaries. And this one, part three, the Chris Watts, Shanann Watts mystery story. What happened that night, that morning, and all the circumstances surrounding it, how they played into it, and the reason why it happened. But the biggest mystery is how did it happen? And many have their theory, but no one truly knows. And the people that firmly believe in their theories and think they have the best one, you just don't know. I'll give you mine. <laughs> I think mine's pretty good. I've thought about this so much in my head. I, I, I go through different scenarios and see if they make sense. And I think that I've come to the conclusion, trying to keep it as simple as possible. I think that's the key. Because if you go too far out there, things start getting really messy. It's simple. Simple, simple, and disgusting. Before we get to my theory at the end, we got to talk about Shanann Watts. That fascinating lady, no doubt about it. Beautiful, talented, outgoing, driven young woman with a drive, a focus, a plan. She had a lot of jobs. We're going to talk about some of her jobs. We know about Dirty South. Dirty. We've talked about it. Done. After Dirty South, she became a nanny. And the woman that she nannied for became a close friend. She was a nurse. And Shanann looked up to her so much so that when this nurse moved to Colorado, Chris and Shanann visited her there, fell in love with the area, and decided to move there. That's a big deal in this story. Now, I think Shanann wanted to move anyway for several reasons. And Colorado seemed to be the best place for this young family to be. So a nanny and this woman, a nurse, Shanann looking up to her, felt, I can do that too. Took classes to be a nurse. Paid for these classes. Then eventually decided against it. Not for me. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> hey, listen. If you're going to go into a profession and you're putting down all this money, going to school, student loans, ain't cheap, and then you decide not to go into that profession, Shit. That makes no sense. Why? Why did she do that? Was it because she looked into it more near the end and felt she couldn't place the needle in somebody's arm to take their blood? Could be. (laughs) I know I couldn't do that, but you know what? I wouldn't spend thousands of dollars taking classes to do that because I know I can't do that. (laughs) 
I don't know what the reason was that Shanann didn't go through with it. Because she could have done it. No doubt about it. She was smart enough. Outgoing enough. Yes. No, no problem. She decides against this. <laughs> this woman's complicated, folks. <laughs> Very. So because it's so questionable, I had to look into it a bit more. That's what I do. That's my job in this doc. <laughs> I dig. I get my big fucking shovel I got in the garage, and I got a, I got a couple of them. Do a lot of digging in the backyard. <laughs> All right, you probably think, what, dead bodies? No, no. Shrubs. <laughs> yeah, little trees, shrubs, little trees. Yeah, I'm a serial killer, folks. You should check out my grave in the back. And by the way, you know, because it's close to Halloween, uh, there are a few Halloween movies that I can't watch. And one of them is Pet Cemetery. Thinking about, like, graves and shit. And, like, my grandparents used to have a bunch of dead dogs and cats in their backyard, you know? It was a pet cemetery. Oh, boy. But anyways, when I get my shovel, you know, I got to dig deep into things that this don't make sense. And Shanann, not going through with being a nurse. Makes no sense. Zero. So I get my shovel. Got it. They did some digging. And of course, is a... Uh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, Shanann Watts. And studying to be a nurse, uh, had a few jobs here and there while she went to school. And then <laughs> when she moved to Colorado, she was working at a hospital with the nurse, her friend. Her friend probably got her the job, but she was working at the uh, hospital, uh, clerical work, working in an office, doing things like that. Probably pulling down twenty five thirty a year. Not bad. Working. Going to school. Makes sense. But as I dug deeper. I found that she decided to quit the hospital. And become a full time mom. And work from home. Doing an MLM. Scam job. That's exactly what they are folks. Multi-level marketing. Could talk there. Multi-level marketing. MLM. Scams. It's called Thrive. And folks, being an actor back in New York City, I had all sorts of jobs too. I tried them all. And I got involved with an MLM myself. It was fishy from the start. I worked there for about two weeks. Woke up one morning and went, what the hell am I doing? If it seems off, it is. The only people that make money in these MLM things are the owners. Now, mind you, the people that work under them do get a little bit of money, but not much. It's an illusion. Straight up. It's fishy, dodgy, and people lie. The employees lie. They lie to themselves and then they lie to their friends and family and strangers. <laughs> Don't forget strangers too. They lie to them too. I know. I've done it. I did it. It's horrible. It's horrible work. But why did Shanann do that? Quitting the hospital. 
This is a rumor. The rumor is, and I just find it hard to believe this to be true, but with this story, anything's possible. Right, folks? The rumor is that Shanann had an open case and some neglect with her kids. And if you've looked into all of her Facebook pictures and videos and things like that, um, there are photos that Shanann would take of her kids in the crib with blankets over them. Uh, things like that you shouldn't do with a kid. Even if she was taking those pictures just to be funny, I don't like it. Um, but not right. The kids were sleeping in their cribs with blankets wrapped around their neck. What the fuck is that? <laughs> so there might have been some minor infraction where phone calls were made and she was not only under investigation, but sort of, um, oh gosh, just um, observed, uh, restricted as far as how much time during the day she can be with her kids. Now, does this explain why Shanann not only leaves the hospital, but also severs ties with her friend, her uh, what you call not a, just a close friend, but a mentor. The woman she nannied for. The woman she moved to Colorado because of. Right? The woman that got her the job at the hospital. I guess after Shanann left the hospital, she didn't talk to this woman again. Hmm. Scratch it. I, I'm scratching my chin. Hear that? I gotta shave. Ooh. Now, is, why is it that I kind of believe this now? Because some of these things now make sense where if you don't have this information, it doesn't. But now it kind of does, <laughs> doesn't it? Was there some sort of um, issue with Shanann and the kids? No matter how small it was, there was some concern somewhere there. Now, this is a mother that goes on Facebook and tells her world on Facebook that I've quit my job at the hospital. I'm taking on this new adventure. I will be a full-time mom. I'll be home. I'm going to work from home. With this Thrive thing. That's what it's called. Thrive. The MLM thing. That she was going to be able to work from home. And have her kids with her. And I say God bless you. If you're able to do that. Be with your kids. Because your kids are three and four. They're young. They don't need to be in school yet. Three and four? No. If you're able to be home with your kids. When they're that young. You should be. That's my opinion. You may think I'm wrong, but I think that's a very special time for mom to be with her kids. And if Shanann was able to do that, fucking great. I say, excellent. There's one problem. That doesn't happen. Did Shanann lie or did she try to be 
a full-time mom and work from home. And it just, it couldn't uh, exist because having three and a four-year-old, they're toddlers. They need a lot of attention. You just can't set them aside and then work your full day, come back in eight hours and they're still okay. No way. My wife, Amy, my beautiful Amy, she works mostly from home three, four days a week. And when she's working, she's actually working. She's on the phone and she's serious. No bullshit. There's no way in hell my wife could have worked from home and taken care of a three and a four-year-old. No way. Did that happen with Shanann? And after a few weeks go, I can't do this anymore. I got to put the kids in daycare. I hope that's the case. Please, God, let that be the case. Or is it something else? It, let me know, Thrive people, people that work at Thrive. What does it entail? Do you have to be on the phone eight hours a day from like nine to five to grow your business? And you can't take care of the kids. Or can you do a lot of stuff in between chores? And I'm going to tell you something. Knowing these kind of businesses. My opinion. I believe Shanann could have juggled that. I could be wrong. And if I am. Please tell me. Jeff. No way. Uh, She was so hardcore with Thrive. From 9 to 5. She was on the phone. Chewing people's ears off about. Thrive products and all that stuff. There's no way she could have paid attention to the kids. That's why she put them in daycare. A very expensive daycare, by the way. And they're in debt. (laughs) Big time. Chris makes about 60 a year. And Shanann quitting the hospital and working with Thrive, we really don't know how much she made. There's speculation with that. Because these companies... Require their employees to buy their own products, pay for their own gasoline, pay for all that other stuff. That company that you're working for makes you believe they're helping you out. Folks, they're not. That's the scam. I don't care how big her paycheck was from this company. You got to think about the money you put into it. And how much was she really making? And she was a good saleswoman. Excellent. I've watched her videos. Although I really don't like her. She comes off. uh, Unlikable to me. She does. I think she's full of shit. I do. Now Chris in the background of these videos. You can tell he's uncomfortable. Doesn't want to be there. But is doing the best he can. To please his wife. For the family. I don't buy her. She comes off as a saleswoman. Right? She worked at Dirty South and stuff like that. Sold cars. Well, that rubs off on you. And this was a perfect job for her. But she wasn't making that much money. He's making 60. She's making maybe 25. Probably 20. 60 plus 20 is 80,000 a year. And that house that they live in. Whoa, doggy. Having a mortgage of about what? 2,200 a month. Something isn't adding up. Where's this extra money going? They piled up credit card debt and filed for bankruptcy in 2015. Not doing well with money. Who controlled the money situation? Shanann. She knew what was going on. 
she paid the bills. Or not. (laughs) Or not. Sometimes not. And you're the end? Definitely not. Their home owners association, right? I have that in my neighborhood. We pay like, I don't know, maybe 200 a year. Not that much. They had one too. They hadn't paid it for over a year. They were behind on their mortgage about three months at the very end. And this was two or three years after they filed bankruptcy. They were on the verge of being bankrupt again. How can you sleep at night? Their credit card debt. I, I looked it up. I think it was around like 50000 How can you sleep? When every credit card you can ever have is maxed out. You haven't paid your mortgage in three months. They had to take out Chris's 401k to pay for their house. That's fucked up. And I know people got to do this. But what the hell is going on with that family? This illusion, this image, that word coming up again. It's all about the image. But the cars they're driving, the house they're living in, and how everything's just great. When it's not. Far from it. Wow. Let's get back to the kids real quick. And uh, this question is going to be laid on the table. is uh, How good of a mother was Shnan and how good of a dad was Chris? And from the outside, me looking at this and finding out information and having the kids sent to daycare when they probably shouldn't, if you're in that much debt, what the hell are you you paying at daycare for, man? Figure something else out. 500 bucks a week? What? (laughs) Let those kids stay home. Figure it out. And maybe there's a reason why the kids had to be at daycare. It's because of the accusations against Shanann. The case that was out on her. She couldn't be with the kids during the day. Think about it. That makes sense. They had to pay for daycare. Had to. That's why they paid for daycare instead of their own mortgage. That was a priority. It's fucked up stuff, folks. It's possible. I don't like it. And another thing, too, and this just sort of hurts me because I love my kids. Their bedtimes were 630. If these kids are at daycare from eight in the morning till five at night. Like before the (laughs) even think about it when they're home, like before they even realize they're home, uh, they're fed, bathed. And put to bed. 6.30. I think that's a little early. What do you think? I, parents out there. Did you send your toddlers to bed at 6.30 every night? That's early. And I heard they even had uh, nap times too on the weekends. Because you take naps at daycare. The kids do. So I think they continued that trend. Or that schedule. For the kids on the weekend as well. I mean... If you really think about this, Shanann didn't really see your kids during the week. Seriously. Seriously. She didn't see them. 
She drove him to the daycare and saw him for a little bit after work, right? And please, please have it be Shanann was on the phone thriving and not out just doing it for me time. You know, watching TV, eating Cheetos, and getting her nails done. Please, God, I just don't want that to be true. But why does it seem to be true? Why? Am I wrong? Am I an idiot? I mean, just, am I a bad person for believing that? And how that could be true? And why is it that Chris seems more like the loving father than she does? Not the father, but a mother. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do I, am I off with this? And then Jeff, it's okay. Daycares, great for the kids. They're socializing. They're ahead of the game. Uh, with other kids that are staying home with mommy. Okay? That's just the way things are now. With parents. They're strict. They're, uh, you know, all these other things with their kids. Okay, fine. Fine. But when you watch the other videos that she had on Facebook or whatever, YouTube, there was one of Shanann squirting water from a squirt gun into Bella's face. I found disturbing. And I, I guess the Bella had ear problems. I wouldn't be squirting in my kids like that. And I goof around with my kids a lot. Pick them up, throw them on the bed, you know, wrestle with them, tickle them a little bit. Not too much, you know. Because my dad would do that to me. Oh, my. And my dad he was a big guy. Big guy. And I'm a kind of a little guy. And he would throw me around. <laughs> like a rag doll, man. And I get it. Yeah, horseplay, all that stuff. But then there's a difference between horseplay, playing with your kids, and doing like... Things or games that sort of demean or hurt the other person in a way. And you sort of laugh about that. Because if you watch that video, in as harmless as it seems, squirting water into the face of a child. Look at Bella a little bit. Like she, she's trying to enjoy it. Like she laughs a little like us. Oh, it's kind of exciting. But there's also moments of cringiness. Like, this isn't fun when you get squirted in the face and it goes up your nose or it hits your eyes continuously. Like, when you watch Shanann squirting that thing, it's a continuous, like, it's not, Bella, come here. Oh, Bella, ready? Here it comes. No, that's not it. It was, ah, dude, I just, my paper. I'm getting weirded out here. Weirded out. <laughs> that was just one video. There is others. Uh, she had a Christmas video. This one. That one, hard to watch. She had Chris dress up as Santa Claus, come in. And I think it was Cece was so scared. And kids are of Santa. I was. I was petrified of Santa. I was afraid. So was Cece. Bella was afraid too. But uh, Shanann let that kid cry. No big deal. I would have stopped the camera and <laughs> comforted my child and not worry about doing this charade, this, this Christmas thing. Did everything have to be on Facebook? I hate this shit. 
And maybe she was doing it for a business sometimes. I get that. But this Christmas video, this is unnecessary bullshit for me. I'm not that guy with the camera all the time. And maybe that's bad on me. Maybe I should capture more moments. But I just, if for me, it means more to me if I'm actually sharing it with my family instead of behind a fucking camera or in front of it acting. Acting. Just be you. Enjoy your family. Why do you have to... I mean, I don't know. Show everybody your life. I mean, do... I mean, taking away from maybe the grandparents caring? Who else gives a shit, really? Nobody. (laughs) We find it fascinating now because of what happened. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) All this stuff we could dissect. And I am. What I find out... Weird things. She asks in the video, Chris, where's your phone? He's like, it's in the garage. And the way she says, like, where's your phone? I guess I'll have to go get it. And she, she remarks about, oh, it's so hard doing all these things, being the parent, being that parent. Oh, my God. I think she says something like, boy, I got the boy. My husband's pretty smart. These little comments, even if they're meant to be funny, They're not. In another video, she called Chris Little Brain. She called him Little Brain. So you can only imagine the other shit that was said about Chris in front of him and behind his back. I don't like... Ah, gossip. All that back talking. It's horrible. It happens all the time. I just... As a human being, okay... I know we judge people. It happens all the time. You're judging people at all times, I'm sure. Wherever you are. You're on the bus. (laughs) You're at home. You're at the mall, at the store, at the restaurant. Someone walking by, you look at them, you judge them a little bit. It's human nature. But sometimes you have to realize what you're doing. How you might be hurting somebody. And you don't even know it. I got a little loud there. I'm sorry. I told you in the beginning of this show. The emotions are going to come out. There's a lot of information here. And I'm going to do. And I'm going to do. Excuse me. And I'm going to do the best I can to get the information out there. I might miss a few things. I'll listen to this later and go, son of a bitch. I forgot to mention that. Damn it. So I may do a recap if I feel that way. Where I go, why didn't I say that? I'll put it in the recap. But if I'm pretty comfortable with what I did. That'll be it. Gonna look at my notes. Alrighty. Talked about the debt. Man. You know, everybody's in debt. I get it. But living beyond your means like that. Man. Okay. 
I mentioned the 401k. <laughs> they had to take money out of his fucking retirement fund. Mentioned the, uh, the homeowners association were actually suing the Wattses. They had a court case coming up before the horrific event. They were being sued, folks. They hadn't paid their homeowners association fees for over a year. And they're like, I'm sure they were sending notices. Now, Chris wasn't getting these. Shanann was. And I guess Shanann said she accidentally was sending it to the wrong address. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Got to talk about Nutgate. Holy shit. (laughs) Those who know this case, this story. I've heard of Nutgate. Even Chris Watts himself knows about Nutgate. He brought it up. He goes, oh, you want to talk about Nutgate? And the investigators are like, what's Nutgate? Chris knows about this. The term, Nutgate. I've heard a few versions of this story. Probably more than a few. I'm bullshitting you. (laughs) I just lied to you. More than a few. I'll give you the two versions I think that are closest to the truth. This was a big fight that happened when um, Shanann decided. Okay, we'll set it up. Shanann decided to take the kids and visit her family and the Wattses in North Carolina for the summer. Pretty much the whole summer. She was gone for about six weeks. Just her and the kids. Because Chris and Shanann, their relationship isn't going well. It's not. They're fading. They're drifting apart. Chris feels, I'm not compatible with Shanann anymore. The more she degrades him, the more they go into debt. All the other stuff. All the family fights. Chris drifts away. It's going to happen. Shanann's in North Carolina, right? With the kids. She visits the Wattses, Chris's family, on the weekends every now and then during her trip. She mostly stays with her family. Of course she does. That makes sense. But she feels it necessary to visit the Wattses, and I give her props for that. She doesn't get along with Cindy at all, but she feels it's a good idea to visit, or maybe she feels that she has to. So she does. On one of her visits, there was ice cream involved that had nuts in it. Hence, Nutgate. Why is this significant? Cece, the youngest child, was allergic to tree nuts. This ice cream had nuts in it. Tree nuts, regular nuts, don't know. There were nuts in it. Okay? The first version is, That Cindy, Chris's mom, gave Cece a bowl of ice cream with nuts in it. Cindy had it in the house. And she gave it to Cindy. Cindy gave it to Cece. (laughs) I get Cindy and Cece uh, confused. (laughs) I, I, I switch them up. Sorry. The grandmother gives the grandchild ice cream with nuts in it. 
Uh, Cece is allergic to tree nuts. Shanann witnesses this, loses her mind, goes off on Cindy. Cindy retaliates. They don't get along, of course, so there's a big fight. Shanann calls Cindy a murderer. Okay. This fight is so bad that the kids that were in the house were hiding under shit. Okay. Raised voices, emotions just at their highest level. And shit was said. Uh, some bad stuff. Shanann says, you're never going to see the kids again. Fuck you. You're evil. Uh, seriously, this was said. <laughs> Strong words here. <clears throat> and this created a big, big problem here. For everybody in this situation. The other version which I think is more closer to the truth, but I could be wrong. This version has one of the other grandchildren that are at the house that day, not Cece or Bella, go into the freezer and take out the ice cream that Cindy had in her fridge or freezer, right? And the other grandchild gets it, brings it over to the couch, starts eating it, with Cece around. So Cindy didn't give Cece the ice cream. It was just in the house. And that was enough for Shanann to lose her mind. I think that she was looking forward to yelling at Cindy. <laughs> I'm sure she With all the bullshit going on between those two. A fight like that was bound to fucking happen. And I want to say this. Cindy Watts and Ronnie Watts have been dragged through the mud and deservedly so for some statements that they've made. They've come off quite unlikable, especially Cindy. Okay. But that's just the way she is. Plus, she raised a monster. Did she know Chris was a monster? I think she knew Chris was off, not like other kids. Not like other adults. Something inside she didn't understand. And Chris even said like. He was so quiet as a kid. And as a man. That it worried his mom. And he saw that. And she would constantly ask him. If there's something you need. To tell me. Please. I am your mother. You could tell me Chris. And Chris would. Say no. I'm fine mom. And Chris would keep all that stuff, all his worry, all the dark things, his hurt, his question marks, and keep them deep down. But Cindy sensed it. She could deny it all she wants today. But she knows something is not right with her son. And there isn't. Something is severely wrong with Christopher Watts. He's sort of like a shapeshifter. I heard that. I agree. He blends into his surroundings because he has to. He has to. In order to keep the darkness at bay. And he did that through his entire life 
up until the very end. And then he couldn't do it anymore. The evil stuff. Chris had more evil in him than most of us. Because of what he did, it makes sense. Looking at my notes. Yeah, I went over Nutgate. I mean, that's... Okay. Folks, we got to get to my theory. Um, this is going to be tough. Take my paper here and just... I'm going to throw it over there. What happened that night? How did it happen? Why did it happen? And all the things that I've talked about the first two episodes and all the way up until now play a part. This is what I believe. This is it. Was it premeditated? Yes. Chris thought about this and I don't know for how long. I believe murder and killing was a fleeting thing in his mind for as long as he can remember. He can deny it. He can deny it. I believe this to be true. Because of what he did, he was able to do that. He had this thing inside from the start. It was always there. He knew it. He lived it every day of his life. Keeping it at a distance. With the games he played, the personas he put on, and the mask that he held firmly to his face. There was a significant moment in Chris's life that happened a few weeks before Shanann Watts decided to visit her family in North Carolina. And that was meeting Nicole Kessinger. It just happened because Shanann and Chris drifted. And it left the possibility of an affair to occur. And it does. These things happen. They happen more than you think. Flirting. Playfulness. At work. Nicole and Chris worked together. Nicole had interest in Chris for a while. Before the affair happened. Reports have it. Nicole Kessinger looked up Chris and Shanann on Facebook about a year before that. Interest. Chris was involved with Thrive. And then he lost weight. You got fat Chris. <laughs> Shanann didn't like Chris working out because you had to go to the gym. And there was no way in hell she was going to let Chris go to the gym. There's other women there, Jeff. <laughs> There's other women there, Chris. <laughs> so Chris got a little chubby. He couldn't work out anymore. Then Thrive came along. Right? It's got caffeine in it. It's a patch. You slap it on. It gets you some caffeine in your bloodstream and maybe a little couple vitamins. Chris had trouble sleeping, folks. Sleep deprivation. That played a part in two. But he got fit. He got ripped. Chris, he was looking a little sexy. Sexy. Oh, Chris. <laughs> Nicole's like, Nicole, 
He was cheating, folks. He cheated. In a few weeks before Shanann left, it started then. That flame. Chris cheated on Shanann. And when she left, Chris was like, I don't have a wife to come home to? Yeah. I don't have kids to bathe every night? Wow. This was another life he lived that summer. No Shanann. No Thrive videos. I mean, this is great. This other woman, she likes me. We have sex all the time. Four times a day. He was another person. He was. He even admits that. He says, I felt like another man. Another life. It was like a game. And every now and then he'd catch himself and go, what am I doing? But he was so far removed from Shanann. So turned off by her at this point. And her just being away gave Chris this look into a world he didn't know or knew existed. He loved this world. Oh, this is the Chris I always wanted to be. I thought I wanted to be a dad. And it seemed like that was the right thing to do. To keep this dark thing inside. Keep myself busy. Be a man. Be a dad. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. It's this. In the here, in the now, I feel amazing. This is what it's all about. Me and Nicole... Nicole and I, and they had a blast together. They went camping. They visited car places. All the things that Chris loved. Nicole did too. And their sex, fantastic. And I heard it was pretty kinky too. Whoa! Whoa! (laughs) Nicole was into some kinky stuff. I heard she was very earthly. I call it earthly doing all kinds of you know like rituals and shit that's the rumor she was mixed up in all sorts of you know earthly things I like to call them you know but the point I'm trying to make is this and I think this is so important so key monumental in this story Mon. You mental. Chris goes mental. His mask, his husband mask, his daddy mask, his good employee mask, his I'm a good son mask that was always tightly on. Fooling everybody. Chris is a nice guy. Oh, he'd help you with this. He'd help you with that. Always just real nice and quiet. Do anything for you. You need something, Chris is there. Boy, what a great guy. That mask, man, he was doing a great job. Oh, I mean, he deserves that for as long as it went on. Nicole Kessinger. And what she showed Chris. And all the bullshit that went on with the family. The fights. Schnan. Yelling at him. Even when she was gone. She was yelling at him. He wasn't waking up early enough. To talk to her. 
all that stuff played in to him wanting to be away from that. And Nicole supplied it. She showed him this other place. And she showed him this. How unhappy he really was. And what type of a situation he was in. He, whoa! And the mask slipped. Nicole gave him that. Gave him the ability to show his true self a little bit. And sometimes that's all it takes. Is once that mask slips just a bit. It now raises the percentages of him doing what he always wanted to do. And that is kill. Chris Watts always fantasized about killing. As fucked up as that sounds, I believe it to be true. And he kept it far, far away for so long. It may have been just a speck at a lot of times in his life, but there. And all the things happening in his life with Shanann and the family and all the bullshit. That speck got bigger and bigger. And with Nicole Kessinger, he could see it pretty well. It was there. It was recognizable. And the closer it got, the more real it became. He had the ability to do it. He had the means And now, there is a reason to do it. He could do it. That reality was there. Chris Watts visited North Carolina at the end of Shanann's stay for one week. He arrived at the airport. It was recorded by Shanann. Of course. And Chris arrived for Shanann's last week in North Carolina. He was distant. (laughs) Quiet. More quiet than usual. Off. Even cold to his children. Something was wrong with Chris. For the first time, everybody around him noticed it. Especially in the family. At work, not so much. He didn't want to be a part of that anymore. He didn't want to be Chris Watts the dad and Chris Watts the husband. He knew it. And in his head, he's making plans. Chris Watts wasn't stupid, by the way. I hear that a lot. He's so dumb. He's a dumbass. No, he wasn't. Chris Watts was very bright. Okay? And he was formulating a plan in his head. Weeks before this happened. Formulating a plan that would make sense to him in order to pull this off. And although the end product doesn't look that way, there was planning done. He just wasn't able to complete his plan. Wow. This information is almost too much. And my brain hurts a little bit. So we're going to I wish I had some tea with me. 
I forgot to bring my tea. I might need it. Okay, we're going to try to continue here. Stay on point. Chris, for weeks, thought about it. And I think (laughs) the day of, the day of, actually look forward to it. Chris Watts, you fucking piece of shit. Or that fucking piece of shit. Actually looked forward to it. He looked forward. To what he did. Not only was he going to. Fulfill that fantasy. That he always had. Of killing. He was going to kill his family. Because that's what he did. I guess he attempted, not attempted, he gave Shanann a couple of days before that. What happened? Oxycontin, excessive amounts of it in North Carolina in order to sort of, I don't know, kill the baby that was in Shanann, Nico. He didn't want that baby. Fucking prick. And he tried to kill it. With Oxycontin. Giving it to Shanann. Shanann was very sick in North Carolina. That's been documented. Is it because Chris was giving her. Loads of pain relievers. In order to induce an abortion. Killing the baby. His abortion. He's a killer folks. Chris Watts. You're a killer. What happened? My theory. Here it is. Two o'clock in the morning, Shanann comes home from her business trip that weekend. It was a Sunday night. 2 a.m. What happens after that? Nobody truly knows. This is what I think happened. She walks in. It's late. She's tired. She's been crying all weekend, concerned about her family, thinking that Chris is cheating on her, and he is. Sets down her luggage. She's very emotional. Fucking drained. And a little drunk. You heard me. Her BAC levels. The autopsy. Toxicology report. There's percentages there. And they could try to shine it up for you. And tell you that this happens in decomposition. They're covering for her. Eh, she had a few drinks that night. She's pregnant. Okay, you shouldn't drink when you're pregnant. I get it. I think she had a few glasses of wine. So she had a little, she had a couple glasses in her. Okay. I, hey, hey, it was a rough weekend. Although you could say she shouldn't have been drinking. Okay, and I get that. I think she had a few that night. So she's tired. She goes upstairs. It's quiet, right? Kids are sleeping. Kids are still alive, by the way. Kids are sleeping. It's quiet. Shanann Watts walks up her stairs. Tired. It's 2 a.m. I'm thinking about that right now. I'm getting tired. (laughs) Oh, man. She's not there to start a fight. She's not walking in there going to yell at Chris. She's just too tired for that right now. 
She's going to go to bed. She changes. She changes her clothes and slips into bed. Okay. Where's Chris? Is Chris in bed asleep? No. Their sleeping arrangements were all fucked up anyway. God only knows where he slept when she was there. Sometimes in bed, mostly not near the end because their marriage was shit. (laughs) Chris could be sleeping in the basement some nights. Chris could be on the couch. But was he sleeping somewhere in the house? Absolutely not. Chris has been fantasizing about this his whole life. He's revved. He's excited. Where are you, Chris? Huh? Were you cowering in the hallway? Were you downstairs in the basement, Chris? A little demon? Like a little demon in the night? In the corner? (sighs) Because at this point, he is kind of possessed. That mask, he fucking ripped it off, man. That mask, he sat on the ground that night. That morning. He's ready to go. How long did it take, Chris? Hey, Mr. Watts, Chris. How long did it take for you? To bring up the courage to, to crawl up those stairs or crawl into the room. If you were just in the hallway and you're like, you crawled into the room or you snuck up the stairs, quiet, like a, like a fucking, I don't know, like a slimy little bastard <laughs> creeping in like a demon in the night. And that's who you were that night. How long did it take? Was it, was it 10 minutes? Was it a half hour? Was it an hour? Making sure Shanann was asleep. Because that's what you did. Didn't you? You kill her. He surprised everybody that night. Didn't he? Shanann, she could never have imagined... Sweet, quiet, reserved, non-confrontational Chris Watts, my husband, the father of my children, would ever in his wildest dreams even think about hurting me or heaven forbid, kill me. But he did. He creeped in to that room. Surprise Shanann beyond all. She was asleep. He claims they had sex that night. Chris, you're full of shit. No way in hell Shanann wanted any part of you that night. If she was going to converse with you at all, it would have been the next morning. He stuck up on her, fast asleep, surprised her. Surprised her so much, there are hardly any defensive wounds on her body or his. He did it. He did it with cunning. He did it with force. He was big, ripped at that time. He had a lot of strength. He used it. He caught her so off guard by God, she didn't have a chance. Before she knew it, 
His hands were so around her neck. Just, I hear that if you do it the right way, and you're doing with such cunning and force and drive and passion, that she could have lost consciousness almost immediately. And he did it. He strangled her face to face. He watched the light leave her eyes. I believe it. He wanted to do this so bad. He was done with her and he enjoyed it. He says he hardly remembers it. I say he remembers every fucking second. He looked forward to it. He enjoyed it. And when it was over, three minutes later, he felt amazing. He got so into it, one of the kids woke up. Bella walked in the room afterwards. Oh my God, what's wrong with mommy? And in Chris's confession, there's things I believe and there's things I don't. But there are things that make sense to me. And Bella walking in and Chris trying to explain what happened really threw him for a loop. He wasn't expecting it, but it happened. And now he has a decision to make. Do I have to take care of everything? I believe that Chris Watts didn't quite know if he was going to take out the entire family. But now that I think about it, really think about it, and I am torn on this, I think he wanted to be done with all of them. He didn't want to kill his kids, but felt he had to. Fucked up. The kids were alive in that house. He wrapped up Shanann, dragged her downstairs, put her in the truck early morning. And there's footage of this from a door cam in his neighbor's house. And you see Chris walking around, loading things in the truck. Shadows. It's hard to make out exactly what happened. But I think the kids, he put in the car, the truck, and put Shanann's body in the back seat with the kids. Unbelievable. He also threw in a gas can. Why? (laughs) He had a plan, folks. He had a plan. Chris had called up one of his co-workers that Sunday night and told the co-worker that he was going out to one of the sites at his workplace and uh, he needed to because that's where he was going to put the bodies. So premeditation, of course. It's there. Um. It's an hour drive out to the work site, a work site that has two oil tanks. So Chris had an hour to chew on the fact he was going to kill his kids. He says it's almost like a dream. He was another person. Okay. <laughs> and it's going to be quite difficult to talk about the rest of this story because... Chris Watts uh, will kill his two beautiful daughters. And if you want to know how he killed them, 
You go look it up. I can't talk about it. I can't go there. Oh, but he does. He, uh, he strangled Shanann. Uh, but he suffocated the kids. Um, and the, the one part that's really, really tough is he had to do them one by one. He did CC first and Bella had to watch. <laughs> Demon evil. So I don't want to talk about that anymore. But I'm all right. And he buried Shanann and was so angry with her still. He's still angry at this point. He kicked her body into the grave. Kicked it. He was so angry. The next thing he does is unimaginable. Yes, the killing and then the disposing of the bodies. These are your daughters. Tris. Uh, the two oil tanks, their hatches on the top were very small. The size of a paper plate you would use at a, a picnic. Think about that. He shoved his daughters. Each of them one at a time in two separate tanks. And because the opening of these tanks was so small. He had to push them in there. With force. That moment was for those innocent lives taken away because their dad sick very sick um if there are any signs of his sickness and I'm sure there was I'm sure um why didn't people act on it was it just brushed off as something else because look what he did uh he caught everybody by surprise yes but I'm sure there were signs. I'm sure there were. That something wasn't right within him. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> for this. I, I had to do this show because. As a dad it makes no sense. How someone could do that. Because. The next day, he's acting like nothing happened at work. Uh, employees say he was fine. <laughs> he thought he was going to get away with this. Um, because of Nicole Atkinson, and this is Shanann's best friend at the time. This is the lady that dropped Shanann off at her house that night. She was concerned about Shanann. Uh, she was with her all weekend, crying with her, talking with her about everything that was going on. And she was very worried about Shanann. And I think that she texted her that morning. And not getting a response from Shanann uh, concerned her friend. 
And I think Nicole had set up some sort of a, uh, a get-together with Shanann, whether it was to look for a car, I think, or to take her to an appointment. But uh, she chucked up on her because she was concerned. And because she did that, <laughs> Chris got caught sooner than he thought he would. Shanann was so popular with all of her colleagues and stuff and so active on social media that if people weren't hearing from her, <laughs> something's up. That's not Shanann. Chris was definitely caught off guard by the forcefulness of Nicole Atkinson. And when you watch that footage, man, that police footage, God, <laughs> and they're calling Chris, right? Are you going to come home? You know, we can't find your wife. Come home. He drives up in his truck, gets out, runs up to the cop, shakes his hand, and glares at Nicole. I mean, he gives her a <laughs> it's so obvious. Like, son of a bitch. What the fuck is she doing? Chris felt, okay, he did some of the dirty work already, most of it, okay. But he had to cover this up. He had a plan. This is what he was going to do. <clears throat> if Nicole Atkinson minded her own fucking business <laughs> that, that morning, right? Which is a little weird anyway. I always thought she was a little weird. I thought that she kind of had a thing for Shanann. I do. I, I know. I just get a feeling with stuff. I think she looked up to Shanann. That was her best friend, yeah. But I think there was something else about that. <laughs> like, I don't know. Weird. Just weird. And maybe Chris in the back of his head knew that too. I don't know. Anyway, he, he had a plan. He was going to come home, right? Around 4 or 5. <laughs> well, you know, where's Shanann? What's going on? But he was going to clean up stuff, set things up. And then he was going to find a way to get rid of the bodies. Those bodies being where they were, were temporary. He was going to, I think, I really do, he attempted or thought about blowing the site up. That's why he brought that gas can. He was going to destroy all the evidence with the kids in the tanks by blowing the tanks up. And then, I don't know what the hell he was going to do with Shanann. I don't know. What were we going to do, Chris? He actually thought he was going to get away with this. And in that way, yes, he's stupid. He was so confident that he could lie through this that he didn't ask for a lawyer. He didn't decline a lie detector test. He thought, I could do this. He was confident enough in himself that he felt he could lie through it, right? And get away with it. And somehow make it work. After he killed his wife and kids, he, lo he looked up the lyrics to Battery from Metallica. Fucked up. This was a disturbed is. This is a disturbed mind and soul. Christopher Watts. And we dived into Shanann. Because she's fascinating. And she had a hand... In 
having Chris, <laughs> the real Chris, come out. She played a role. A lot of people did. This story, just incredible. Give me your comments. I'm interested to hear what you got to say about my final conclusions. Do you agree with some of them? Can you see where I'm coming from? I got a little emotional. I'm not surprised. And this was one long fucking episode. (laughs) I didn't want to make it a four-parter. I felt that's just too much. Three was more than enough. Uh, I am getting responses from the shows. Thank you. It means the world to me. People reaching out, making comments, means the world to me. This story meant a lot to me. Chris Watts, you will never ever get out of prison. Thank God. (laughs) Thank you, God. He deserves to be there. Because he did it. Nobody else did. Nicole Kessinger, she had nothing to do with it. Okay? Nothing. She's fishy. A lot of people are shady. She's just one of them. But Chris Watts, he's the monster. And you feel for everybody around him. He manipulated a lot of people. He fooled a lot of people. But in the end, he's exactly where he belongs. Thank you for listening to The Actors Room. Have a great night. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. (laughs) This journey. And oh God. By the way, oh my God. This week... I had the worst sinus infection I've ever had. Every year, they get worse. I feel great today. I feel amazing. This time of year, oh my God. (laughs) The weather gets cold and my allergies go all over the place. So thank you so much for bearing with me and my voice. And just for listening. If you're still listening. Thank you. Tune in to more shows. Give me your comments or recommendations on future shows. Is there a case or story that fascinates you and you want me to talk about it? Look into it. Please, for the love of God, let me know. There are so many other topics that I have in my head that I want to talk about. And I can't wait to do it. I talk about actors, actresses, movies, and docs. All of these things that fascinate me. I'm watching The Crown with my family. It's good stuff. Great stuff. Great acting. And hey, the story itself, fascinating. The Crown. There are different shows we bounce around watching. That's one of them. Man. The throat. Support the show. Go on to iTunes. Give a review. Go onto my website. Donate to the show. A dollar would be great. Support the show. Make me want to do more shows. Uh, my voice is going. I'm going to end it now. May you have a great night. God bless you. Have a good one. <laughs>